Again, we are reading in the articles of Rabash, the article, What are Torah and Work in the Way of the Creator? We're starting with the paragraph where it says, Accordingly, we should interpret what we say. Accordingly, we should interpret what we say. Enlighten us in your Torah. It seems as though the words enlighten us should be said of a place of darkness and concealment. But in regards to the Torah, it should have said, let us understand your Torah. So what is enlightened? According to the above, we should interpret that since we should discern within the Torah the clothing of the Torah in which the Creator is clothed, and this is concealed from us, because we see only the clothing and not the one who wears it. We therefore ask the Creator to enlighten us so we may be rewarded with seeing and feeling the Creator who is clothed in the Torah. This is the meaning of enlighten us, that we may see that you are clothed in your Torah. We should also understand what it says in the Zohar about the verse, they who seek me will find me, they asked about this, where do you find the Creator? They said that you find Him only in the Torah. Also they said about the verse, indeed you are a God who hides, that the Creator hides Himself in the Holy Torah. It is written in the introduction to the study of the Ten Sfirot concerning what our sages said, you have merchandise that he who sells it is sold with it. This means that the Creator is clothed in the Torah, except the person must seek and find him since he did himself, he hid himself in the Torah as long as the learners of Torah are unworthy of it. But through the labor and prayer, they find him. It was said about this, I labored and I found. The question is, what is the connection between laboring and finding in the Torah? Through the labor, we find the Creator how he is clothed in the Torah. This means that one should not say, I learned much Torah, but I do not find the Creator, how he is clothed in the Torah. Instead, Instead, we should seek him and not despair, but believe what is written, they who seek me will find me, since the concealment is a correction, that a person will not attain him before he has vessels of bestowal.
which is called equivalence of form and vikut with the Creator. Accordingly, we should interpret what would our sages said, be careful with the sons of the poor, for from them Torah will emerge. As was said, water will flow from his bucket. For from them, Torah will emerge. It seems to mean that Torah will emerge specifically from the sons of the poor, but from the sons of the rich it will not. Can we say this? In the work we should interpret that poor is, as our sages said, one is poor only in knowledge. For this reason, when a person learns Torah and wants to achieve the Torah, meaning to a state of enlighten us in your Torah, meaning to adhere to the Creator, who is clothed in the Torah, for your Torah refers to the Creator, who is clothed in it. Yet, he sees that as much as he has exerted and worked to find the Creator in the Torah, he cannot find Him. Although it is written, they who seek me will find me. He sees that he is poor in knowledge. And he wants to keep what is written, know the God of your father, and serve him. And what is written, a soul without knowledge, is not good. But he is far from it. For each time he sees that it is utterly impossible to find him in the Torah, this is called poor in knowledge. And at that time, a person understands that finding the Creator in the Torah was not said for him, since he thinks that he has already looked for him in the Torah, but has not, but has found nothing, and he wants to escape the campaign. This is why our sages came and said, Be careful with the sons of the poor, for from them the Torah will emerge. The reason is according to the rule, there is no filling without a lack, no gadlut without katnut. This means that if we want to give something to a person, but the giver is afraid that if he is given immediately, as soon as the receiver asks of him, the receiver will not be able to appreciate the giving and will probably lose it. Or other people might take that thing from him. Since the giver knows the importance of the matter, he does not want the receiver to spoil it. For this reason, he does not give him what he asks immediately. Instead, 
He wants the receiver to ask him many times. Thus, through the demand, a need for the matter is formed in the receiver. Otherwise, he would have had to stop asking. When he does not stop asking him, he can be only, this can be only if each time he must understand the necessity of the matter. That is, if he wants to ask of him again, And if he wants to ask of him again that the giver will give him, a person must contemplate whether he really needs that thing. For only then does he have the strength to ask again, once he has already asked, but received no answer to his question. This is so because a person cannot ask of someone who takes no interest in his requests. However, since the thing that he is asking is necessary and his whole life depends on it, the necessity of the matter does not let him rest and he goes even above reason to ask time and time again. He has nowhere else to go. Because he understands that this is his life. And without it, he says his life is pointless. Since he has come to feel that it is not worth living for other things. It follows that he has no choice since he has no satisfaction in his life. That is, since there is a rule that a person cannot live without provision, since the Creator created the creatures with the intention that they will enjoy, which is called his desire to do good to his creations. And the three things that can give a person provision to sustain the body so it is satisfied and which are called envy, lust, and honor do not satisfy him. For this reason, a person must seek spirituality. If he is a Jew, he believes that through dvekut, that through adhesion with the Creator and His law, he can obtain provision to provide for the body and be able to say wholeheartedly, Blessed is He who said, let there be the world. Since he enjoys it, if he is rewarded with dvekut with the Creator, as it is written, and you who cling unto the Lord your God are alive, every one of you, today. For then, he will be rewarded with real life.
This gives him the strength not to despair from asking the Creator to bring him closer and open his eyes in the Torah. It is as it is written in the introduction to the study of the Ten Sfirot, the first degree of the revelation of the face comes to a person only through his salvation when he is rewarded with opening of the eyes in the Holy Torah, with wonderful attainment, and he becomes like a never-ending stream. However, this depends on the extent to which he believes that the Creator hears a prayer and can justify providence and say, what he thinks, that he did not receive what he asked for, not because the Creator did not pay attention to his prayers, but he believes that the Creator stands and waits for his prayers and collects them, as in penny by penny, join in to a great amount. In other words, to come down for Israel. Therefore follows that we should make several discernments in the Torah. One, one who learns Torah in order to know the rules, to know how to observe the Torah, the, mitzvah, the mitzvot in the Torah. Two, one who learns Torah in order to observe the mitzvah of learning Torah, as it is written, this book of Torah shall not move from your mouth, and you shall contemplate it day and night. Rashi interprets contemplated as looking in it. Every thought in the Torah is in the heart. As he said, the contemplation of my heart is before you. Three, he learns Torah in order to be rewarded with the light of the Torah. As it is written, I have created the evil inclination, I have created the Torah as a spice, because the light in it reforms him. By this, he will be rewarded with faith, and to adhere to the Creator, and then he will become Israel, for he believes in the Creator in complete faith. For, once he has been rewarded with faith, he is rewarded with the Torah, as in the names of the Creator. In the Zohar, this is called the Torah, and Israel, and the Creator are one. At that time, he is rewarded with the purpose of creation, which is to do good to his creations. When the creatures receive what the Creator wants to give to the creatures, 
And concerning what Rashi interpreted about the verse, that you shall contemplate it day and night, he says, look in it. Even though in the Torah is in the heart, we should understand what he means by saying that the thought is in the heart. Since when we learn Torah, it is in the mind and not in the heart. So why does he tell us every thought in the Torah is in the heart? We should interpret that this does not pertain specifically to the Torah that relates to rules he learns in order to know how to observe the mitzvot. Instead, he wishes to say that the Torah also includes the last two discernments just mentioned. One, that he learns in order to receive the light of Torah. And two, that he is then rewarded with the Torah called the names of the Creator. Those two belong specifically to the heart. As Rabbi Abraham Ibn Ezra says, know that all the mitzvot that are written in the Torah or that are accepted ones, which the forefathers have established, although the majority of them are in deed or utterance, they are all in order to correct the heart. This is because the Lord wants all the hearts, and He understands the inclination of every thought. It is written to those whose hearts are straight, and conversely, a heart filled with thoughts of transgression. Know that the Torah was given only to men of heart. We should interpret the words of Rashi, as Rabbi Abraham Ibn Ezra says, accordingly, we should note about the above four discernments that the last two pertain to the work of the individual, while the first two pertain to the general public. It is as Maimondis says, when teaching children, women, and uneducated people, they are taught to work only out of fear and in order to receive reward. Until they gain knowledge and acquire much wisdom, they are taught that secret little by little and are accustomed to it calmly until they attain him and serve him with love. We see from the words of Maimondis that the beginning of the work of the general public is in Lolishma, and in order to receive reward. Therefore, they must learn Torah in order to know the rules how to observe the mitzvot. This is 
is the first discernment. Also, his learning of Torah is in order to know with the intellect what is written there, that he will be rewarded through the mitzvah of learning Torah. This is the second discernment. Those two do not belong to the work of the heart, as said in the words of Rabbi Abraham ibn Ezra. But the last two discernments already pertain to the heart because they pertain to Lishma. When one wants to walk on the path of Lishma, he is shown, as Maimonides says, that what we told you before, that you should learn Lolishma, but in order to receive reward, was because by nature a person cannot work for the sake of the Creator, but only for his own sake. Therefore, now we are telling you that you must know that the real work is Lishma. But how do you achieve this? The advice is, from Lolishma, we come to Lishma. Because the light in it reforms him. In the beginning of the article, we learned that we have to come to the Torah to, in order to receive the Torah. And today, when I came to here, I asked myself all these questions. And you also said that the answers we receive here in the study. And I felt that the beginning was lighter. Also the preparation and now the article. Uh, can we say that the Creator gives the answers this way? That that's how He brings you into the study? He brings the person to a study so that a person will search for what is the right answer, what's the right study. So what does a person need to ask himself also during the study? Also, both in the time of the study and before the study. In the article, it was said that a person should pray and be persistent in this all the time. Yes. And this prayer needs to be a prayer of many, or does a person need to pray for himself? To pray for himself so that he understands what he's learning for. And to also include the whole ten at the same time? Well, that's not from the beginning, but to, to say it without doing it doesn't add. What does that mean? To observe it? Meaning that he won't learn it with the whole ten. He doesn't yet have such inner urges.
Why, when he comes back again and again, is this need uh, takes place? He has this fear that it will be taken from him, this revelation. Because he is always in, in a chase after that goal. But this doesn't necessarily grow the need to receive this in his vessels, meaning if he returns and returns, it actually grows the desire to receive, no? Why? No. By this, he awakens the light that reforms and begins to understand that in his vessels, he can't accept it. There is a contrast between what he wants and what he can receive in the vessels. He then writes to know that he knows how to keep the gift of the king. Yes. What is that action of keeping the gift of the king? To keep the gift of the king means that the honor of the king to him is greater than than being a receiver of the gift. When does that change? When does the glory of the king became, become greater than the goal? That the person needs to increase his desire to adhere to the king more than anything else. But that's the work that we're doing. There's a situation when where we're not growing the the glory of the king above the will to receive. Of course we increase, but the question is whether by increasing do we receive it, do we attain it? So what's the difference between when we receive and when we don't receive? Where here is the is it a difference in how we work or from the side of the creator? No, from the pers- the perspective of the creator there's no delay. It all depends on us. So what's missing? What's missing is how correctly we are asking and what we're asking in what quantity, what quality if we were to ask now precisely quantity and quality would we receive it that way or do we still need to get this need, this deficiency to take place well then it depends on the deficiency it's not a matter of how many times we go over it again no, it's like a like a child. He can cry for an entire hour. So what? And when you give him something, he throws it away after a minute and doesn't remember it. I have another question about what he writes about the work of the collective and the work of the individual. It turns out that when we want to work or to move to work for the sake of the Creator, then we kind of need to throw and disregard what we had before. We're working in order to receive a reward. Where if we were working before that to receive a reward and now we just want to bestow to the Creator, it turns 
out that it's truly contradicted and opposite to one another. How is it correct to look at this transition? Should we disregard this work like children and women and the, like he writes there? No, I just rise up a degree. I want a greater thing, a more special thing. But the habit he had, we're, we're working in order to receive a reward, that habit exists and it's very powerful. How do we get rid of it in order to work for the sake of the Creator? If there is such an opportunity before me, shines much more than the previous goals and then I don't even look at it is that gap sufficient you bet what can more He writes, and when he moves from asking, it cannot be only in the manner in which each time he must understand the necessity of the matter. Meaning if he wants to ask him again for the giver to give him, he must put forth the thought whether he's truly lacking this matter. So this continues like with the baby that can ask for an hour, but there's no innovation in his request. Can you explain this paragraph? It seems very important. When he doesn't move from asking, this cannot be only in the manner in which each time he must realize the necessity in the matter. Meaning if he wants to ask him again for the giver to give him, a a person must put forth his thought whether he's truly lacking this. What does that mean? He needs fuel to keep asking again and again and again. You, you, You have to add as if so that he asks so some stop asking they ask once and that's it others can't let go of the request to the extent that it's in them and pains them and they go all the way until they receive. And in its repetitive uh, request, it has to be something each time and innovation. Why each time? Why I'm give me and why I'm missing this each time? Yes, yes. Ken. What is those who seek me shall find me? What is that action in the study of Torah? That one who chases the Creator finds Him. And when He says, illuminate our eyes with your Torah, what is the meaning of the more you learn? the deeper you attain the depth and there are some things you have to know and carry out okay another question about the third stage where he expects the light 
Many times we learn uh, the study of ten spherot, and there it's very hard to understand what it's talking about. So we simply concentrate on the light, let it operate on me, and I hear it that way. And somewhere it touches me in the in my eardrum somewhere, and. It has to be together. I wish to understand what is written, and I wish to be impressed, inspired by what I'm reading. And if the intellectual understanding is too difficult, then but I want it to work on me. So should I give up the intellectual understanding? Or? No, let it be. Let that come to me as well. But it's not that I make a condition. I don't understand, so I'm not thinking. But I do yearn for the light, meaning I am holding on to something. So you read like someone who's illiterate. Mm-hmm. You understand? That's that's not good. You have to nevertheless try to go deeper as much as you can into the Torah itself. What's happening there? There has to be an intellectual effort. You cannot give up. No. Even in the simple actions of the mitzvot. Thank you. It's like you can get confused with your prayer all the time. It's what I'm trying to ask. I'm sorry. How in the prayer do you not fall again to the vessels of reception? You have to see what do you want. That's before the prayer. What do you want? What are you asking for? What What will you get out of receiving or not receiving and so forth? You have to clarify that before the prayer. It says that a person receives the gift only for it when he knows that it's not going to go into the other side, the sitracha. If a person is already in the qualities of bestowal, so that the other side comes before he receives the quality of bestowal or after, is it part of the process of kedusha already? And then, if that's the case, what does he need to save himself from? Rav, he needs to make sure that in his prayer, what he's asking for, there is no will to receive for himself. That's it. And that can't be before the Kedusha. Rav, he writes here a lot about the heart, that we need to correct the heart, and that the Torah was given to those of the heart, and the logic of the Torah needs to be in the heart. Yes. We need to come to the lesson, or to the meeting with the friends, with an expectation that our heart will be corrected. Yes, the heart is a desire. The Creator created a desire. And that desire appears to within us in a broken form. 
and we have to correct the heart, the desire. Before we go to correct something, we need to be in the feeling that the situation is is broken, that it's uh, harsh. Let's say a person is going to an operation and he feels and Right. right, certainly our heart is broken. So we need to walk around all day long thinking that our heart is broken and... No, no, we don't need to just just go that way. Rather, we need to to research. Who am I? What am I? What do I want? What am I drawn to? And so forth, until one comes to a state where... Truly, the heart within me is an evil inclination, and I have to correct it, and only the Creator can help me do that. I ask of Him, and He will correct the heart. This correction seems like it's daily, endless, and doesn't end. It's... Infinite, I don't know that you're saying that. I guess you're talking about it from the very end already. But daily, yes, that's correct. And if there's some uh, device that's broken, you take it to the garage and they fix it. And, uh, sometimes it happens again, you have to go again. And So put it into the, the, the garage shop, the car shop, and fix it. What can you do? But you have to know exactly that the problem is in your heart, nothing else. And only the Creator can make the correction happen to you. Yes. Well, I wanted to know when he says that a person... I can't receive satisfaction from uh, honor, lust, and corporeal uh, satisfactions, and I seek spirituality. And then he says, to receive uh, spirituality, I need faith. But I have yet to attain faith. And then he says that you have to engage in Torah. How do I know if I'm engaging in Torah correctly, or maybe that I'm not engaging in the Torah enough? I didn't yet receive the faith and I don't yet have that fuel to ask. Uh, so you are told that in order to receive the power of faith, you have to be inside the group. Ten friends are all thinking about the same thing. How to attain the Creator and His force to correct themselves in order to bestow. We're already in the ten, we're doing this, but there isn't some something that's drawing or attracting. The fact that you see that you're among ten people doesn't mean that you're actually among them. How do I make it so I will be among them? What do I need to do in order to enter into that connection? There are many articles on that. Why many? So that you will read them, and by the time you you complete them, then bit by bit it enters your nerves, your discernments, and then you get the right impression from it. Thank you. Yes. He 
Let's be cautious with the sons of poor, because then he won't, because until he receives the opening of the eyes, the light and it will reform. He has not yet had the, what does it mean, do not disregard this state? What makes this state very unique? It's a state of deficiency, that in that deficiency, one comes to solving all of his problems on the path. We read that through exertion and Torah, labor and Torah, we uh, invert things. And also that he should pray all day long. Is exerting in prayer alone, it's not enough. According to what's written here, we need more exertion beyond the prayer. What does it mean? If I labor in connection between us, in the ten or in the entire public, then by that I receive strength, forces. And I don't think there's anything else to, to do. To come every day, incorporate with all the articles and try to to be as connected as possible with the friends. So I'll continue this matter of scrutinizing the prayer. What you said just now, we need to scrutinize the necessity of why you're studying all the time, why exactly you want, not just to say words. Well, a person who invests forces, typically to the extent that he invests forces, he wants to know why and what is he receiving and when will he receive and so forth. What will that give him? All the results from that. Exactly, that seems to me, now a person makes this scrutiny, I did that yesterday, I remember yesterday, I come tomorrow to listen, I'm asking for vessels of stall, desire to bestow, what are these words even? I don't know. It sounds to me like a person that doesn't understand what he's talking about. Meaning the words are not enough. We also have this inner description of these words that, like he talks about, that we have to scrutinize the necessity. Why do I need this? What will that desire to bestow even give me? Yes, yes. That yes. depth of the, of the scrutiny. Well, as, as deep as possible. Meaning as much as possible so you can understand how much you... Yeah. Otherwise it won't be the case. Yes, dear Rav, it's written in the article about the gift that the Creator gives a person as a reply to the prayer. So it's written that the first one is revelation of face. It only comes as the salvation of the Creator, and then he has the opening of the eyes. How do we altogether come to such a thing as a result of our request? 
By the study, we attract more and more upper light, the light that reforms. And it will bring to us, bit by bit, the upper force that settles within us and begins to shape our vessels in a correct way until we begin to feel the answer within them. In the continuation to that, he writes that the Creator will give this if a person will be able to hold on to that gift. Yes. What does it mean to hold on to the gift? The person will not throw it away, will not want to change things and want to see through, to receive through them some, uh, some reward. That's how it is. Moscow 1. Moscow 1. If a person reaches a state of despair from his own forces and he wants to come to a connection at 10, but the Creator doesn't answer his prayer, what does that happen? What is he missing? He has to connect more with the friends, quickly and intensively. Meaning if he doesn't answer the prayer, it means there's no connection between the friends? How can a person live all day long in scrutinies so that he'll be able to aim his heart to towards the heart, towards the friends. How is it possible? By receiving support from all the friends. So it's easy for him not to come out of it. Uh, What was he asking? Unclear. Repeat. Hello? I mean that there's people in prison uh, and the only thing they have is books and they're seeking religion or knowledge. How can we find such a necessity in the ten where many times we don't have the strength or the desire? You have to connect to them more and more and attract them to a scrutiny as well. We are now in a very important transition. And our next degree is already Lishma. And therefore, we have to better and better connect, adhere to each other as much as possible, and the passageway is ahead of us. Yes, Chaim. You say that we, the world clear, in a very important transition to the next degree is Lishma. What is important to know, to pay attention to, to be cautious in this transitional state? to be together and understand that our vessel 
is a common vessel, and each one has to contribute his part to this common vessel. And that's way that's how to advance. This is how to move forward. Good morning, Rav. Good morning, friends. Those who engage in Torah and mitzvot lishma means that Israel, the light, and the Creator are one. What is the light and what is the Creator? Oraita means the whole Torah. Kuchabrihu, blessed be he, means the Creator. And Israel is the Ten, where we're all integrated together. This is essentially the state that where the ten moves to Lishma. Anachnu Korim Besefer Kitweba La Sulam Amud Mea Veshesh Nachnu Mamshikim Beot Yutchet. Reading the writings of Bala Sulam, page 106, the introduction to the Book of Zohar, item, sorry, the forward to the Book of Zohar, item. And this is the third boundary we have mentioned. We must know that all the worlds of the Zohar and every item of the upper world that are dealt with, the Sfirot, the souls and the angels and clothes or Malachim and Levushim and the Heichalot, the palaces, although it engages in them as they are for themselves, the examiner must nevertheless know that they are mentioned primarily with respect to the measure by which the human soul there receives from them and is nourished by them. Thus, all the words pertain to the needs of the soul. And if you learn everything according to this line, you will understand and your path will succeed, will be successful. We don't know what it is. But when he explains here, he, he speaks about that one soul, not several souls, right? A soul from here, a soul from there. He speaks only of one soul that is made of all these different ingredients, or components. Is that the meaning? No, it depends on the state in which the salt is in. A certain soul. And then the extent to which it raises a prayer and the extent to which it receives the response in return. And accordingly, it grows. Are you speaking of the correction of the soul? Yes, otherwise, why is he writing? So, according to what he defines here, how, how does this correction take place according to what he defines here? When he says the world's the world's, well, what's the definition of the correction of the soul that he explains here? 
So, constant concern for ascent in the ladder of degrees through all the worlds until Ensof. With a screen and reflected light. Yes. I got it. Okay. Yes, Niv. He writes here about the four phases of the desire in this world and the four phases of the desire in the next world, and it sounds like there's a lot to attain in reality. Yes. But together with that, we read in the article what is Torah and work in the path of the Creator that the four phases of this world cannot get to the four phases of the next world if before he starts for finding taste in the desires of this world, uh, necessity, possessions, uh, honor, control, knowledge. He has to lose the flavor of the four phases in this world, and then he can look for nourishment, for sustenance in the four phases of the next world, and then he can begin to receive from them. Yes. But the transition is not clear. How can a person stop receiving sustenance from the only desires in his reality? He doesn't stop. He just adds. What do you mean adds? The more he connects himself to higher degrees, then his nourishments rise in quality. A person who attains the still vegetative, the spiritual still vegetative animate and speaking. Yes. What happens with the still vegetative animate and speaking uh, on the corporeal level in order to receive? He doesn't need them anymore. He either receives them or they incorporate in what he has now. So the discernment that he doesn't need them. How, how does it happen? How can there be such a state? He loses desire toward them. Yeah, but other than those four phases, a person has nothing in his ladder of degrees. He needs nothing more than what he now has. What does it mean? It means that, just like an adult, he needs what he needs for his degree of development and not according to what the child gets. Well, this I understand, that he needs the spiritual four phases of the desire, then it's clear that that's what he needs. Well, but the transition between the four corporeal phases and the four spiritual phases... So there is no no passage. What is this passage? That I eat in this world, I eat and exist from some leaves or something. No, I live on what fills these things from the upper light that descends degree after degree until we reach such a degree where such a state where I can 
fill myself and exist accordingly. But how to see the flavor in the upper left as you talked about it and to prefer it? I connect to a higher degree where I am capable of receiving, grasping. That's what I connect to. And that is what is called nourishments for me. Excuse me for going long. How should the environment bring an impression to a person so that he would agree to transition from the four from the corporeal four phases of the world to receive to the spiritual four phases. An example, when he sees that his friends are already in an example of connection between them in a way that is higher than the corporeal. Thank you. Let's say I'm sitting with the friends in the hummus meal and I enjoy myself. But I want this pleasure to be a spiritual one. What makes the difference? That you think about the spiritual pleasure above the hummus. How? That it is higher for you more exalted. Uh, I'm trying to understand what I'm holding on to. I'm, I meet with the friends for, the, for a gathering of friends. I enjoy them. Yes. But I want to enjoy the worlds that they're speaking of. Not necessarily to, to identify them, but to touch something. Yes. Other than wanting it, demanding it, what else is there? Simply to reach a state where you and the friends are connected and you raise your deficiency to the Creator and you want to receive fulfillment from Him. That is all. And by doing so, you bring contentment to the Creator. So, we're doing it together. It's reminding each other of the goal of that. Yes. Yes. Morning. I need your help, uh, teacher. Well, well, this last uh, few months, he writes about corporeal desires, but my head is, is filled with the corporeal desires of women, money, money, for God's sakes. What do you need money for so much? I, I need it. All kinds, doesn't matter. In short, all day long it's devouring you. You think about how to grow your income. And then you have a moment that you remember that your teacher told you not that you don't need to think about those things. You need friends, you need to bestow, you need to love. When you come to the society, and also from them, with them, you're not able to cleanse your head. 
completely. You can't uh, summon the forces to, to let go of it. Yes. Uh, he, he writes that he should know and learn. How, how do we learn? How do we know? How do we get rid of that? The thought is possible to kill by having a bigger thought, a greater thought, not just in a place where there is nothing. So try to connect yourself to more important thoughts, greater thoughts. And then you will detach from the small thoughts, these childish ones. I'm going through this loop for months. I'm trying to think about it. I can't do it. What to do? Who to ask? Who to turn to? We talk with people who are ready to organize for us this loop in the thought, which is a correct one. I don't know, we need to think about it. That's it, that's the influence of the environment, we need time. You also need time, but first and foremost, the influence of the environment. Gilad, can you speak with him? Try it. Have it all good. Enough with the questions. If I would ask, if you would ask once in the lesson, then I would let you. This is the one time, and then in five minutes? No. Okay. Thank you, first of all. Why? There's a person in whom the Kabbalist clothes gets an infinite number of questions and answers, but nevertheless he needs his teacher. Because without the person in this world, he cannot progress. Wow, that's fantastic. Thank you. Thank you, what are we lacking in order to grasp or to feel what's written in the book of Zohar? Only a desire that we can connect to other desires. And as in the book of Zohar, it's always written about it being in the ten. So if the person has a group, more or less comes closer to the ten. So he is already organized. just this limiting himself in relation to the ten, restricting himself in relation to the ten, and to connect to them. And in such a way, he comes closer to the Creator. 
Surely, each and every one has that opportunity. I'm telling you, try to lower yourselves to that in which you compress in the ten and incorporate in it, and then you will see that this ten is already in some kind of connection with the special ten that is in the spiritual degrees, in the spiritual ladder. That will certainly happen. That's how it's organized. Okay. To continue what you said, I'll try to restrict myself relative to the ten, and then I'll discover how it's connected to the spiritual ten. So today in the ten, ten we're going to gather how to practically diminish. Oh, sorry, notice the R10 and the 10 that is already in the degrees of a spiritual ascent. Try to make yourself smaller until the degree of the 10. And make yourself that in which you agree with them on any condition. You will do that. You will feel that you are connected to them. And that is enough. In order to start rising spiritually together with them. What is that spiritual ten that we have to connect with? Is it us on a higher degree? Spiritual ten is my ten, which I still have not yet experienced and felt yet. What is added there? What is revealed there? That reveals the connection with the light in the upper world. Again, what does it mean to receive nourishment from the still vegetative animate and speaking in the tent? From the four degrees that are lower than the person, than the human. My job is to raise them to the degree of in order to bestow to absorb them into myself and to awaken them in me precise is it happening through prayer connection the best way is through prayer Uh, 
is the correct prayer to ask for wisdom. Mm-hmm. Is the correct form of prayer to ask for wisdom? No. The most correct prayer is to ask for submission to the Creator. Latin free. Hello, Rav, friends. How can we experience the feeling of a spiritual ten? How can we feel, experience the feeling of, of a spiritual ten? The person needs to think about that. He needs to try and enter among them, as if to hide himself and be there in a way where they don't feel, as if he is among them, combining together with them. And then he truly has from that he'll feel this expansion of knowledge and feeling and in such a way he will turn to the creator in this new emotion where he integrates with them and wishes to elevate them together to the creator Vilnius I want ask about this statement. Yes. to ask about the ten. What is a ten that is on a spiritual ladder? I heard that. You say, if you begin to annul before it, you'll see that the ten is on the spiritual ladder. What does it mean? that the Creator treats it and raises it in a constant way on the spiritual ladder. What turns a into a spiritual turn? What turns that one to another? And they, in that they are adhered to each other. The adhesion, connection, devotion between them. That's what turns them into spiritual, as one man with one heart. Clear. And how of the development on the ladder entering spirituality is the ten doing it on the person, the person doing it to the ten. How, how does a person enter? Only through that in which he deepens in his own spiritual way, in his spiritual process. What do you mean? 
deepens, depending on what. That he wants to see himself, where he is, why, through what does he progress to the next degree, the next stage. So, uh, you're doing this series of scrutinies all the time. You're seemingly portraying this picture for us. But how do you develop in that picture? How do you become the thing you are depicting and that you're hearing about from the Rav? I don't really understand the question, but it seems that it's through that in which a person drawing himself more and more to the society. He doesn't have anything else by which he progresses. Clear, maybe I'll ask it differently. You said now that the more a person diminishes himself toward the ten, he begins to see that the ten is already in the spiritual ladder. So from the state here, when you hear about it, how do you begin to live that state? Not just to hear it, but to live it. How do you begin to live this reality? After a person does these exercises a few times, then he can see what are the changes in him from one degree to the next already. And then it's easier for him to serve himself up to the upper force to deal with him, to treat him. Uh, last question. What should a person be aware of? What should a person pay attention to? Specifically this work in these moments. Uh, what should be aware of not to harm the ten and work correctly with it? To be careful of only one thing. Um, he needs not to detach from the ten. That he always has some connection. He needs to be connected to the ten. Thank you. Ten law. Ten law, Hora. I hope I'll be able to ask this properly. I'm speaking about a person who's here with us in the tents working. What does it mean that a person in the tent starts working with spiritual desires? What are spiritual desires that reveal in this system? Spiritual desires means that a person a person wants to get to know his soul. His soul is a godly part, a divine part from above. And he and he's capable of feeling that it is clothed in him. And he constantly wants to grow it, to reveal it. 
Since the soul is the light in the person and the more he will take care of the vessel of the soul making it more refined pure then he will feel the light of the soul more and that's how he advances can you explain what is the kli of the soul is that you, we need to make refine it more it's a man's desire and he wants to bestow to the creator through it 